having fun in the sun no, on the lake part. all day long. That's not your part. Now we have to call that lovely lady with the beautiful voice and have her sing our introduction. Deal! That would probably be That would be epic. That would be glorious. Okay. Um, as you're, as you're, this, this is While I Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. And we are into the fishing season now. Um, I do have to apologize to those of you who listened to last week's episode. We had some volume issues specific, specifically with the commercial. I feel like I was thinking about this. We do an above average job with the recording quality for like who we are as people. Oh yeah. But above average for us and like fairly below average compared to any other intelligent human being. Right. So. Together, I think together we make one fairly comp- competent Person. Hu- yeah. individual. Right. But apart, man, we're we're screwed. Yeah, I can't back up a trailer unless you're sitting next to me. And I'm making the beeping noises when they're in reverse. <laughs> you got another six, seven feet there, bud. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Look out. <laughs> uh, this week we are going to talk about our week in review, specifically some highlights and lowlights. Yeah. Fishing was good, but I definitely had some some tough moments or tough mm-hmm. tough days. Um. And then we got a bunch of listener questions. Which is great. We want those. Yeah. Need those. It's going to be a good chunk of this episode. They were good questions. So. Then we're, uh, we're forecasting the Leech Lake Wally Tournament, which is in less than two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Coming which is great. Quick. June 1st and 2nd, as early as we oh, can get it, right? Yeah, it's so that's be the that. way we want it. Yeah. Um, and then we got Memorial Weekend coming up this week, a big fishing weekend. Yeah. Um, we're going to give you some ideas on what maybe you should be doing. Um, you know, plans for the little lakes and, you know, maybe we'll cover a little bit about the bigger lakes, but, uh, for sure what we think you should be doing on those small lakes. Yep. That sounds like a good episode. Take a break. Hear from our sponsor. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. So, I know you have been on the water about as much as anybody the last seven, seven days. Yeah. Um, tell, me, tell me a few stories. Let me, let me hear, hear you. Uh, overall, fishing is as good as I could hope for, I'd say. Um, leech has been fairly friendly. I've been primarily on Leech, although I was on a few other ones near Longville as well. A um, few stories. Lots of, lots of big fish on Leech. As usual, I feel like the rocks got going earlier on leech than they did last year. Uh, I remember that this week I really struggled on leech last year, so I was happy that that uh, that happened. I do feel like they're like they're still pretty condition dependent, which does change. You know, like maybe starting Memorial Day weekend for a little window there. You got like three weeks where it don't matter. It's not going to matter a whole lot. Two weeks probably. Yeah. They're just in there eating. Yeah. Yeah. And they, it, conditions still play a big role right now, I'd say. I think that'll change hopefully by Memorial Day weekend, but maybe not. Uh, it might be, might be a, a conditions-dependent type mm-hmm. of bite. 
Um, and then I haven't been able to really overcome the tough conditions. I haven't been able to tweak something or try something different. It's just like, okay, this is a tough bite. Well, and we had such cold water temps yeah. too. Like, do you dare put a night crawler on and try that? Yeah. And I mean, how much can you really do, you know, yeah. with probably... the with the cold, cold water? Yeah. Uh, highlights would have been the one-stop tournament. Oh, my man. buddy Bob, we pulled it out again. See, dirty a, dog. I had a, I was pretty I felt pretty good about playing number one or option A, and that worked great right from the beginning. There were a few other guys doing it too, which I was a little surprised by. Well, one guy I expected to be there, mm-hmm. um, but there were a few boats fishing it, and started off sort of slow, then went gangbusters for a little bit, and it was <laughs> I felt like I had carved out my little corner of the of what we were doing that other people weren't doing and that's where we had our little gangbusters 20 minute window just crazy yep but we weren't getting any real big ones well we got one one good one there but lots of keepers and lots that were just over 20 which for a big fish tournament wasn't going to work right and then we stuck with it for a while thinking they it was just an Cycling. flow thing yep. and it definitely dried up like for whatever reason they vacated or stopped eating i'm not sure which one couldn't read them at all in those in, those in the rock. rocks yeah um and then had a decision to make we had a pretty good bag but probably not a winning bag and um had two different options to where we were going to go and i didn't feel great i didn't have a good memory from the day or two before on either spot but just chose one and we ended up upgrading three fish off that that in that last hour that's that decision that's good and i might have been the first one to f- that's a it's a pretty community spot right but i don't know if anybody had caught fish there yet um and i wondered about that one we had a lot of northeast wind that the days leading up to it or east northeast wind maybe that one doesn't get going on a usual year until memorial day or right. after but when the wind's blowing that direction and that can be such just- a fun bite oh god yeah and i <sighs> i feel like i got lucky because we just the first drift i did which it's a pretty big spot you can drift it 10 different ways right. you know the first drift i did we caught three and missed one and that was i think it was the drift the one i just randomly picked right. is okay i'm gonna start here and we'll adjust i didn't have to adjust just did it again and again for an hour and then yeah first place baby beat me by a pound and a half oh gosh it was good that hurt you that go hurt. you go with your we'll do low lights at the end i uh i uh so on Saturday, I had one of the best... I'm Turn your volume down, boys. It's going to get loud. <laughs> so is- actually, it's like my... I had a bad Wednesday. It was flat calm. Only caught like one fish. And it I mean, one walleye. It was like a 26. It was a nice mm-hmm. fish. But then uh, we caught a bunch of perch and stuff. It was just... A, it was a tough day. Grinded it out. Thursday, fishing got a little bit better. Caught a bunch of fish right at dark. The next day, we grinded out... Well, actually, we didn't grind it. It was pretty easy. Um, just had to wait for him to start biting. And then we caught a limit that that night. Probably caught 20 miles. Saturday. So Friday night, I had... Or Thursday night, I had somebody cancel on me for Saturday. And then I picked... On Friday morning, I picked somebody up to, to fish with... It. Yep, to fill on Saturday. And that was like the best decision of their, of their walleye <laughs> careers. So I went on... So it starts kind of on Friday night. I stopped in this area. I didn't fish it. I was like, I'm just going to see if there's any minnows here. Plum full of minnows. So I'm like, oh, sweet. Well, this is generally like a big fish spot. So pulled out of there, went, did my own thing, then came back on Saturday. Um, Saturday morning, 
I'm going through there and made like two passes and I'm not seeing any bait fish. I'm like, what is going on? Like there was this, I mean, it, it was like 15 feet and it was full of bait fish. I'm like, where did they go? So I look to my north and I see a couple birds that there's probably 15 birds hovering, diving periodically, but they're hovering locked in on the spot. And I don't know if I've ever talked about this in the past, <laughs> yeah. but you always follow the birds. <laughs> the birds will, t- I mean, if you check them a hundred times and only one time, it's, it, it, the walleyes are pushing them up. It is a, worth it a hundred percent of the time to check them every time. And you can't trust the seagull. You can't trust the black turns, but those white turns, those them suckers ones. won't leave you. They won't lead you astray if they're eating minnows. Golly. So we got in there. I set the, I, so I, I went up close and I pitched in. I was like, we're just going to, we're just going to try it. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid. You know, I'm just going to check this out. You know, cast elder, boom, 22. I'm like, holy smokes. This is, this is it. It's been like three years since it's actually worked out. This is, um, this is like an example of how one, one fish tells you really everything. So I backed off there, put my bow, bow mount down. I, I sat them down. I'm, I am pumped to 110% right now. <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. So I'm like, okay, guys, as calmly as I can, and with as few swear words as I could, I'm like, okay, guys, we're go- I'm going to bait your hooks. You guys, you have to cast them low because otherwise the birds will grab them. Mm-hmm. So you can't lob shot them. you got to rifle them in there. Every time you see a bird dive, you have to cast right on that spot. Okay? So let me tell you. Before Saturday, I have had one triple in my life. We had three triples on Saturday. <laughs> we had one triple with two 25s and a 23. Wow. Okay. That is crazy. Back it up a little bit. So I set the spot lock so we could rifle them in there. We started with a triple. Not like the triple, but we started with a triple. Mm-hmm. 12 out of our first 13 casts came in with wallies over 20 inches. <laughs> Okay, then we started missing fish. I'm like, why are we missing these fish? So I'm like rebaiting. I mean, I'm rifling them. I'm just taking the rods and like bait them up. Rifle them in there. Rifle them in there. I think I'm going to have to have Tommy John for how many times I rifled them in there. (laughs) So they keep missing them. I'm like, what is going on? So I look at the jigs and their hooks are like contorted and all bent (laughs) sideways. I'm like, okay, we're going to back up. I'm going to retie everything. I'm going to cut about 15 feet of line off. And we're going to just start over. I went about 15 feet closer. And we caught 20 walleyes as fast as anyone's caught 20 walleyes. And they were all over 20 inches. It wasn't. I bet it it took 25 casts to get them them all. It was freaking insane. And I was in a spot that I'd never been before. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy. This is truly remarkable. I found something. I don't know if this will be an every year deal. But that day... It was truly, truly special because it was, I mean, it was as fat. There, uh, there was this gal in the boat, sweetest lady in the world. Her name's Tina. She was, she, you know, she's about five, three weighs about a hundred nothing. And she would set the hook. And after about a fourth fish, you could see like after she set the hook, her arm would just like uh, start fading back. <laughs> she was getting real tired and her legs were into it. And she's pulling on them and she's cranking and pulling and cranking. It was the best. <laughs> But, uh, so anyway, so we caught like, oh, we got over 30 walleyes over 20 inches in like 40 minutes. 
And then I like, I think we could have like we could have kept moving in and finally said, but I was like, you know, it's time for us to get out of here. I got I got to try and fish these tomorrow. Sure. So during the one stop tournament, I kind of I went for I went for it all. You know, I was so I ended up I didn't launch at Sugar Point. I ended up trailering up north. Yep. And I got a late start because I had you know I'm, I had to do everything, so I didn't get out out of the resort till about quarter after. So really, I was like half hour behind, maybe. Not a big deal. Went up there with Ashland, and the birds are diving again. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So we went in there, started out with a double. And then it was pretty, like, I think we caught about a dozen fish in half hour, maybe. You know, with all the messing around with yeah, the weight, with right. the measuring and stuff. It does take a lot of time. A lot of time. And, uh, you know, we had all of, we had all, in the first half hour, we had six fish over 23 with a pair of 26s. So I'm like, okay, as long as we can upgrade these 23s, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. But we had three 23s, and I did not like that. Yeah, that's what you ended up weighing was three 23s. We had two of them. We two ended up upgrading one. But I left that spot after it kind of dried up, and I went and did another thing. Um, and upgraded one to a 24 on a different spot. And then we went back, and about... Well, I was like my first cast there. Boom, I got bit, and this was a big fish. I'm like, sweet, here we go, here we go. And I've got like this 27-incher floating like, it's it's behind the boat. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to change my angle, go up, and you never change your angle, and I know better. I was like, well, i got to get around this motor. So I was like wrenching on it, trying to get up and over, and he popped the hook. And that is what cost me first place, which made you the winner and right. me the first loser. <laughs> But it all together, like I had a really incredible week. It was fantastic. You know, I haven't had this. I haven't had that good of fishing in a long time, and I'm, I'm very happy. I found. Oh, and Ashley caught a muskie in that spot. Oh, yeah. Caught a forty-inch muskie. Same spot. The same spot, right in the right in the thick of it. Sure. And uh, she set the hook, and I was like, "You got a, like, you got like we're we've been in the same like hundred yards for most of the month. Like, did you catch a log?" She's like, and, and I saw her. And so behind her sunglasses, I could see her eyes. She's like, no, it's a fish. <laughs> I'm like, what? And it comes up to the surface. It's like a 40-inch, and he's like. <laughs> and in the cold, shallow water, they don't fight that great, you know. Yeah. But she had that hook just perfect where she could catch it right in the corner of her mouth. And I'm like, holy smoke, okay. So this was a conundrum, too. So <laughs> she brings it up to the boat, and I try to get in the net. I got the head in the net, and I'm like trying to get it in. Well, that didn't work, and my net's too shallow, so I put the net away. I'm like, I'm going to wrangle it. You know, I'm not the first time I've wrangled a muskie. <laughs> so I grab it, and the thing just starts taking off, and it's I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm going to screw this up for her. So I grab the net again. Well, I dropped the net in the water. <laughs> I had to go down and grab it. I had my elbow deep in the water trying to grab the net. And, like, finally just, like, came to the boat, and I ended up grabbing it. It was a 40 inch or like that's a 20 great. pounder. That's yeah, awesome. heck yeah. That was super. Um, that's like the fourth muskie caught in these one stop tournaments. Yeah, there was three last, last fall. fall. Good weekends. You choose good weekends. Well, yeah, I don't mess around. Yeah. We had, there was like eight boats with over 20 pounds in that yeah, tournament. It was pretty good. Over trauma. 20 pounds. Yeah. And there was only 16 teams. Right. Isn't that awesome? That would have been a great one to fill. I just, I assume that people who do the weekend thing chose to sit it out because of the weather. Bad choice. Always brave the weather. Yeah. It, can, it is so good. That's why we're sitting on a couch right now. I'm well, I'm going to... out here real soon. 
supposed to be fishing. We'll see. I'm heading out. See if they call. Um, any low lights? Uh, yeah, I, I got second in the tournament to you. Um, but no, the, when it was calm, it was tough. Yeah. Um, and some, sometimes, it, like even during those windier days, I actually ended up finding fish in like 16 feet of water, mm. which is really deep for me. Yeah. So that's not really a low light, but it's just a weird thing that happened. Right. My low light would be the, I, I fished a little lake that I love, have loved since I started guiding and it kicked my butt and on a pretty fishy day. Um, and I don't know what's going on out there. If it, if it is a problem with the fishery or what we're hearing say the same thing from a few other people, but it bums me out when, the, cause you take, I take a lot of pride in the little ones, like fishing the little ones. Yep. Well, leech is a great fishery. If you spend enough time up there, you should be able to, to do pretty well up mm-hmm. there during certain times of the year. Right. These little ones, you gotta you gotta put your time and that you have to figure them out. You gotta get the nuances of them. Yep. Yep. And either the lake has changed or or maybe it was just an odd oddball little time period. Well, you there. got you got cold water. I right. was on Inguadona yesterday. Right. And we we I got one thirteen incher, mm-hmm. and I was seeing a few fish, but. On a lake, I mean that's a pretty good walleye lake. Yeah, and it was just a tough. It was just a tough bite on a fishy day, right? As well, I just the it, it was just a catch fish type of trip, and I just didn't catch very many fish, you know. And usually I have a program for that lake to catch fish. Doesn't mm-hmm. they're not always walleyes, but usually people are 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 busy. We yep. are not busy, so that was a bit of a bummer. Hopefully it'll change. That's my low light though. Hopefully just cold water. Well, before we get on to our big topic, why don't you take a little break? A little one? Yep, let's take a little one. Hey guys, this this week's episode... Hey guys, once again this week's episode is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Not only can they meet all your bait and tackle needs, but they've also got some pretty cool custom-made uh, glassware, grill spatulas. How about a grill spatula with your lake's name on it? Sounds Perfect. So stop in, get some bait, and maybe get a good gift for a loved one. Once again, while I talk, brought to you by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Listener questions. The people who listen have some questions for you, Will. And for their reward, I'm going to answer them. You're going to answer all their questions? Yeah, super right. well. Let's start with the first one. I was most excited about this one. The The customer who, um, well, this guy booked me for a lake consultation. Sweet. Well, uh, and we talked about that in years past, but people who aren't necessarily interested in the guide trip, but interested in learning more about their lake or um, specific topics on their lake can hire me and I'll put together a report for them. Uh, just a different alternative to a, to a fishing trip. So, yeah, you get more raw information. Raw information and to sit down with me for an hour and a half or so and talking through answering any sort of questions you have. If you're interested in that, you can visit my website, uh, danryanguideservice.com, or give me a call or email, and I'll get back to you. This gentleman asked about time management, how we make decisions about our time during a trip. Because a trip is a little bit like a like a tournament in that you have right. to prioritize your time. The, right. And this is the job, I would say, of a guide. Once you get the basic skills down, once you know the lake, it's the time management decisions. Those are really pretty important. For sure. Um, you want to start? Sure. So it, it kind of changes from time of year to time of year, too. Um, 
so like this time of year, it's a hundred percent walleyes. Like I'm not really messing around. Maybe yeah. I will in the little lakes, but I'm not really messing around with too much panfish. Maybe some pike, but I'm really focusing most of my attention on walleyes. Mm-hmm. So as far as that goes, it's more spot to spot. And me, I fish a lot of afternoons. Yeah. So I always kind of plan on my game plan for a good spot to end the night. So it's more, more driving around, you know, picking spots that are a little bit weedier, a little bit, you know, more wind driven, especially for that first, for the first couple hours. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once I get on those spots, if I can catch a couple fish at each spot, I'm pretty happy because, you know, not a lot, not all the spots are going to produce 30 fish a day. You know, that's one that people have to get realistic expectations yep. for fishing around here, especially. Yeah. Like you've got to accept the fact that you're going to grind out some of these spots. Cause you know, there's going to be a couple fish biting. Mm-hmm. The only way to do that is just go try it. But, um, it, you, I really, I, I try to get a couple fish in the boat, a couple wallies in the boat, maybe a couple pike. That's why I pick more of the weedier spots. Cause then, you know, at least the rods getting bent and like on leech, especially here lately, I go to walleye perch spots. Because yeah. those perch are great bonus. They're mm-hmm. delicious, and I love I love cleaning them, man. Yeah. Um, I do. I love butchering them things. Um, so once I get to, like, let's say I'm, I'm doing a 5 to 9 trip. Once I get to 7 o'clock, it's like, okay, let's go to our spot where we're going to end um, and start hammering it out there. Because um, a lot of times at 7, right around 7 o'clock, you'll start getting some, you know, tricklers in there, and you can pick up a few. Um, like on Friday, I've started, I ended my spot on my... Uh, on my evening spot, you know, I got up there about seven o'clock and we picked up like five in an hour. That's pretty good fishing. Yeah. So, and then we caught the rest of our fish in like quick order after, you know, eight o'clock right, hit. Right. But, you know, you kind of almost want to set yourself up for, um, for success yep. at the key time. Yeah, I'd agree. So once it gets later in the year, you know, once you get into the late June, early July, then, you know, you pick your peak times to go fish walleyes, and then the other time you go fish, like, a crappie or bluegills or something like that. Right. Um, and then in the fall, you switch back to the walleye. Yeah. Same kind of walleye gear. Sure. So you sort of talk, talk big scale or, like, scheming for a whole day, and so I'll counter it with, like, little, little time management things. Multitasking is for sure a big part of, of being an efficient angler, I would yeah. say. And one thing, especially this time of year where I do feel like – Things could get really, really good real quickly with 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 either changes in weather, time of day, or what you're doing. So if I have a if I have any show of success on like a drift, say you know you're gonna drift for a hundred yards, then I I like to replicate it, right? So you catch a fish or two on a drift, I'm gonna re- replicate the exact same drift the Try next time down, yeah. right? If I don't have uh, the same results or, or hints of it, you know, missed fish or marked fish, whatever, then I'm going to do a drift shallower and a drift deeper, you know, thinking mm-hmm. maybe they shifted, maybe I caught the edge of the school or yep. whatever. And then if that doesn't happen, you need to know your lake and what you can expect of it. So Leech Lake, I might grind, I might do a couple more because right. uh, those fish are moving. They're moving and the schools can be really big. Right. Uh, to counter that, Woman Lake, I fished Woman Lake yesterday, first drift. Uh, caught a couple, missed a couple, right? Thinking this is great. Second drift, caught a fish. Third drift, nothing. Fourth drift, I changed it up. Fifth drift, I changed it up. And I really wanted that to be like a spot. Like yeah. this is where we're going to do it. And it wasn't. There were a few fish in there and they were hungry. We caught them. 
and I need I should have gotten out of there earlier. In hindsight, I know that right. now because of the lake, right? But the, how do you how do you leave it after you know if it's well to to be fair, I did drift seven and eight too. Oh, okay. you know, yep. so I didn't bail on it. I did it. I did it until I was certain. Okay, this mm-hmm. is over. But knowing the lake in hindsight, we got we the, we stumbled acro- across a few active fish. We caught them. Got to do a milk run type of day, not the day where you're going to catch all you know all your right. fish in one spot. Uh, and then on your drifts, thinking about like if you are going to make a decision or a change in your gear or whatever, where are you not catching fish on the drift? Because you usually have to set yourself up, at least in a guide boat, I'm going to give myself a little bit of time at the top of the drift to make sure I'm hitting it correctly. Right. And I'm going to drift it out a ways to make sure that school hasn't slid down the break or whatever. Yeah. Usually the middle is where you're catching most of your fish. Right. Now, yeah, you don't want to just plop, you don't want to plop your boat down on fish. No, no. So the reason I bring that up is that the top of your drift and the bottom of your drift also offer you as the captain some time to make adjustments to to a technique or to your gear, right? So what I do is if I'm thinking a jig color change might happen or might might work, as soon as I set the boat down and get everybody fishing, I leave my line in the water, but then I tie up another another color, right? Right. So and then by the time I'm to the middle zone where I think most of the fish are. I've had a line in the water the whole time, but now I'm ready to make a, make a switch, and I haven't lost time right. out of the water. Now I've got a new presentation out there. I can see if that worked or works any better. Uh, and then you can do the same thing at the tail end of your drift. So, you know, you want to you wanna drift in another 30 yards just to make sure. Leave your line in and take that time to, to, to make an adjustment. One thing that I think people will do too is they'll make that drift, you know, they'll take the, make that drift another 10 minutes longer than they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to really pay attention to, you know, especially if you're kind of new to a lake, plot where you started catching them, plot where you ended them, mm-hmm. plus or minus 50 feet, 50 yards. Yep. Don't go much further than that because those fish are, a lot of times they'll, they'll hang on the fishiest spots. Right. A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not every time. Sometimes you find them in the least fishy spot, but that happens. Right. And you um, don't think anything about like an extra five minutes on your drift, but if you're going to drift it 10 times, that's 50 minutes. And, and you're, you're, that's more time that that school can move and you're off of them mm-hmm. and it's less time you're actually catching them. Yep. So. It is a hard one though, because I mean, it's, it's sort of the grass is always greener thing. Like, man, if I drift it just another 30 yards, maybe they're, maybe there's another school. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think the good the good anglers that I watch fish in spots, they may start with covering a lot of ground, and then it shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. Until you dial it in. Yeah. And then they're doing real short, real concise drifts. And then once they're, usually things are going to change. So that might work for, for a half hour. And then you got to do something else. But right. you got the most out of those fish in that spot in that little window of time. Yep. That's a great question, though. I, I love mean, it. It's all I think about, really, when I'm when I'm working time is management. time management, and tough to do right. Just the other day, found a good f- school of fish early on a on a calm day on Woman Lake, and we caught quite a few there. And I knew I this is this is the spot that I I reference when I talk about busting fish out of it all the time, because they're they're in shallower than they generally are on Woman. And I, I think I did it again. Tried not to, but I think I did it again. So we left, fished a couple other spots that I knew had fish. And then earlier in the day, I had marked some good-looking fish. So at the end, you know, it's prime time. I had to choose between known 
school of fish where I knew they were in this spot where I just marked them but didn't know for sure if they were walleyes. They could have been suckers. And I chose that that the, the mystery spot. And it didn't work out. And I'm sure if we'd gone to back, satisfy then, curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the way it goes. How would you, you'd, uh, if that other spot would have been a bust, you'd have been like, oh, we should have went to that other spot. Yeah. You, you're, you're going to be, you're going to get second guess yourself every time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was the last minute when I was leaving. I'd marked a few and I fished that spot, just a couple. And we fished it right at five o'clock. And I was like, yeah, I think there's a couple fish here. And then they didn't bite. So we left. And as I was driving it, right on the weed edge, there were like five perfect arcs right on the weed edge. As I was going like, you know, it was taking off. So I was yep. going like seven miles an hour and it just looked like walleye, walleye, walleye. And then we were gone. I'm like, God, I got to know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> so, great question. Weedy walleyes? It's a little early, but we'll start it. Yeah. We'll start the conversation. Yeah. We'll, um, we will revisit this, the... The gentleman who asked about this, um, yeah, we'll revisit it a lot in yep. a month. But. Right. So weedy wallies means a lot of different things um, because you have so much, so many different varieties of weed. So um, right now our weedy wallies are consisting of like maybe a new growth cabbage and cara. Mm-hmm. That's my my main focus on cara. Yeah. Um, and that's almost like fishing. Sand. It, it is a hundred percent sand. You're fishing those little pockets of sand in this cara. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm doing. It grows in shallow sand. Um, I jig through it uh, and catch a bunch of walleyes because it's super fun. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. A um, little bit later, you know, if you're on these little lakes, you don't have a ton of cara. You're going to be fishing new growth cabbage. Go light. Fish them fairly fast. Um, you'll catch some walleyes. Yeah. How about you? Uh, just thinking about the main breakdown or differences that you're trying to present a bait above the bottom instead of bouncing off the bottom so we do a lot of the little jig swimming little jigs mm-hmm. or across them uh, other people pull spinners over them other people pull shallow shallow running cranks over the tops and of the don't beds. be afraid to get in the weed like getting like especially now get in that super shallow water because that's a lot of times where they're going to be yeah i do think <clears throat> try to find the right type of weed bed it, it is really really hard to pull a spinner or a crankbait on a weed edge you know, where mm-hmm. the, where, where the break is steep where yep. you're, because you're either off of them or you're in the weeds mm-hmm. and that's, those are your two options. You know, right. it's pretty hard to walk right down one. Uh, if you get a little bit more gradual break or a, a weed flat, then you can dial it in a little bit better about pulling something fast. The, the, the little jig pitching them at the weeds that, that works on, on steeper breaks or whatever, but it's pretty hard to, uh, fish the weeds effectively on a steep break with something fast in right my opinion you're probably but, but right maybe there. i just suck at it i don't know you should be able to cast a crank if, if you're pitching them you should be able to cast a crank and keep it up like if you're using like an x-rap you should be able to keep it above those weeds too though casting a crank sure yeah i was thinking about pulling them i was thinking about casting them yeah. i've been super into the spot locking and pitching deal yeah i'm really into that right now uh, yeah why do you anchor so often you dude because it crushes walleyes what about spot locking that's the same thing Oh, so when you say you throw the anchor, well, in this when I when I was a lot of times I will throw an anchor, mm-hmm. but in like the last couple of days I've been spot locking, but a lot of times I'll actually throw an anchor like when I go fish, you know, some of these other spots that aren't in three point seven feet of water, <laughs> uh, I will throw an anchor. Yeah. Sometimes you're just in a real hurry though, Dan, and you got to get out there now. <laughs> okay, 
don't have time to dilly dally. Yeah. The great thing about weedy walleyes is that they're often years and years alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does the weeds filter out a lot of a lot of anglers. You ever try cork fishing them? Um, no. I don't either. Sure I think it, I think it's a recipe for a lot of little, a lot of little fish. Oh yeah. I think you get crushed by bluegill. Yeah. Maybe not though. One more. Yeah. What's the last question? It was this gentleman asked about. Uh, dressing up Lindy rig. So I think maybe we could do like a basic breakdown of our typical Lindy rig setups and then some things we might do to, to add to mm-hmm. them. So you want to start? So I always start with a, well, basic Lindy rig and Dan got me on this weight system is the Northern rock runner. That thing is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, do the Northern rock runner. Then I do a basic barrel swivel and I never buy the pre bought snells because they're a coiled mess. Yeah. So I buy just a, one ten of fluorocarbon, mm-hmm. six pound, eight pound, whatever Last it is, year. all year for sure. For sure, I do specifically an arm's length. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cut it off. You know, I'll make. I probably go a little shorter if I'm using a leech. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I do about three quarters of an arm length if I'm using a leech. I don't know if that makes any difference. Sure, but it's just in my head. You got to use a shorter snell on a leech. Doesn't make much sense, but I do it. Um, <laughs> Tie that on your barrel swivel. Then I, you know, on the other end, I tie like a number four, number two, number six hook, any kind of hook. <laughs> it's got, I use red. George uses pink. Yeah. I just use red. And then you just pull them at 0.4 to 0.7. And then walleyes bite them magically. You never dress them up at all? Well, that's, you just told me, you asked me to do you the standard okay. linear. I always use the, or I started using the Berkeley Fusion. 19 hooks yes the ones that come with the little the little um, convenient little package yeah and they're crazy sharp <laughs> like you will stab yourself a dozen times doing that but they are fantastic yeah, i like those a lot i used to be i used to only fish owners now i still i still fish owners but i buy a lot of those as well they're fantastic yeah I, the little pack makes a big difference a huge pack, and then it fits like right in a tray and it's got a sticker on it it says number six right you know, number two right number on the four. outside of the package yeah Kudos to you, Berkeley. Somebody was thinking. Figure it out, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the basic linear ring. If you want to get crazy, they sell these little things called beads. What? Okay. You can put them suckers, right? They're little like, they look like salmon eggs. Do you put them on after you tie the hook on? Definitely not. Oh, okay. This is a pre-deal, pre-tying deal. You just plop a couple of them bad boys on there. Mm -hmm. And they come in like sweet little color. They even make purple ones. They make purple beads. Yeah. (laughs) God. You could put them little suckers on there. Mm-hmm. Really, really fan. Beda- I call it bedazzling. <laughs> you can really bedazzle a Lindy rig that way. Ooh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, my standard is pretty close to you. Um, barrel swivel, six foot lead approximately. I My generic leader would be the length from the tip of the rod to my hook keeper. I got real annoyed with tying them longer than that. That's you know, brilliant. You can you can loop them. I I so when I when I do feel like a longer one is important, I'll do that. But if I'm gonna tie a standard one, I now know from my in in general my arm length, and then adjusting just a little bit so I don't overdo it, so I'm missing my hook keeper. That's brilliant. I mean, if if most of the time around five or six feet works, which most people would say most of the time works. Right. There's certainly exceptions then tie it so you can have it on your hook keeper because it can be just a mess for you otherwise. Uh, number 
number twos for big minnows most of the time. Occasionally number ones for like creekies. Yeah. Uh, Finesse wide gaps. Yeah. But I I do think that the you wanna you wanna be specific with your your hook size even on your minnows because you that that is a lot of weight for a minnow. Think about you know you don't think that hook weighs much, but if you're talking about a spot tail shiner. If you have a number two, a, a big number two, because there is some variance, or if you're like gonna just use your number one, um, right? Then you're not gonna be able to. That minnow has a big weight attached to its face, and especially the spot tails are gonna get pretty worn out just from that little weight attached to their face. So I'm trying to keep that in mind to keep your bait lively, and then number fours, number sixes for. Uh, for leeches or crawlers. I used to fish really small ones with crawlers, but I ended up feeling pretty guilty because I would gut hook a lot of fish with those smaller hooks. So try to stay a little bit bigger. And then if you're worried about it looking big, you can just thread your crawler onto the, the shank of the, of the hook, and then you're not dealing with so much hardware outside of it. And then to dress it up, the owner hooks that I like, they come with a little soft bead. I like those quite a bit. You can push it over the eye of the hook, a little bit of color. Red is, in general, the, the color I use. And I, I've started to think of red as like the invisible color, the one that fish probably aren't seeing very, very well. And then if I want them to see a little color, I'll use chartreuse or pink. George you Wells. You use the hooks? George Wells has me hooked on some pink hooks now. Sometimes I, I try... I think glow. I don't yeah, because some people get really invested in like, oh, if my stuff doesn't glow, I don't want it, you know? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter to me at all. Why? Nothing. All right. <laughs> Nothing, man. Um, and then, yeah, a bead and occasionally, very, very occasionally with a big minnow, I'll put a really, really small blade right in front of its nose. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Little tiny, my buddy calls it a flicker blade. Because oh, I imagine Like a beaver creep- flick. Those creakies or those big red tails when they get sort of angry and they're shaking Ooh. and that blade is flicking back and forth. They do just get they mad. They get mad and they're like, what's this stuck in my face? <laughs> is that, is... that blade is just going back and forth. I bet it's beautiful. Nothing else you can feel fancy about it. You know, like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, you have to let out line with your pinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flicker blade bite is on once again. I don't do anything else real fancy besides that for my I'm rig. I'm pretty so. basic, Lindy Rigger. Um, yeah. Hopefully we answered your question. Yeah, thanks for offering them up. Keep, keep them coming. Those were good ones. Mm-hmm. I hope that was helpful for folks. Should we take a break? Yes. This tip of the week is brought to you by the One Stop in Longville. So my, bait, my tip of the week is about bait preservation. Uh, and baits, it's, it's the angle bait cooler and the Magnum, Frabel Magnum bait station. These things are friggin' awesome, especially when you're using shiners. You're, you got to keep them cold, especially, you know, it's going to start getting warm, but the shiner bite's still going to be on. So during those hot days, especially, you get those things in a Frabel Magnum bait station or in an angle cooler with the aerator, and those things will keep 10 times longer than your traditional over-the-side bait bucket. That's my tip of the week for the one stop. Okay, we're running out of time, but we gotta go over this really quick. So in a, 10 days, we've got the Leech Lake Wally Tournament out of Walker, Minnesota on beautiful Leech Lake. This is one of the funnest tournaments out there. It's during a great time of year. Water's gonna be cold. We're gonna catch a bunch of fish. Dan, what are we gonna be doing? 
ah, I'm going to be pitching Jake Shallow. You better not be talking that slow. I'm going to be rigging <laughs> deeper. Who knows? What I'm going to try not to do is just fish my memory from last year. Had so much fun last year. You're setting up to be the same. So you would think like the same thing might work. I want to make sure I know what's going to work, not just fish memory. The big thing for me, you got to find fish now. Well, not now, but you got to find fish in the next week. They don't necessarily need to be biting every single day. But you have to have a plan for every condition. I know where they're at. You got to have a plan for every condition. What is the wind going to be out of? If it's straight north, is you know. Is it going to be cloudy? You hope so. If it's, you know, I still haven't had a tournament yet where it has been hot, calm, and sunny calm and all day. Yeah. It started out that way, and then boom, wind picks up, yeah. and then all of a sudden fish are going bonkers. Right. So I have, I've yet to have a year where we just, well, I guess I did have one year where we didn't catch very many, but we still had quite a few fish. Mm-hmm. Um, this year it's going to be a little different because that slot's open up. I don't know exactly what's the, what is the? Right? Six fish, two over 20. Oh my gosh. I think I'm right. Might be five fish, two over 20. But that's two crazy. Over, two over 20. It's going to be hard. That's going to make it so much dip, more so difficult. Hard. But we're going to. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So, all anyway. Right. That's that. We'll cover that again because that's all we think about. Yeah, next week that's like the episode. Right. Memorial Day though. Yeah, this is, a, this is probably the biggest fishing weekend of the season. Bigger than opener. Yeah. Uh, in gen- You know, you think of years past, have you ever had a bad Memorial Weekend mm-hmm. fishing? It's fantastic. This is great walleye fishing. It's great crappie fishing. You know, not just on Leech Lake. Yeah. These little lakes, these things really start to pop mm-hmm. come Memorial Weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, so what are we going to We're going to talk about the little lakes and what to do on those. Yeah. I would be still fishing a jig and a minnow on anything with a hard bottom. Um, and like the traditional drifting or pitching or, or vertically jigging. I just read a little article about how you should not vertically jig anymore. Caught all my fish vertically jigging yesterday. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's for sure going to work. I'm definitely... Somebody's going to have a like... They're going to have a day made by rigging for sure. And maybe rigging something besides a minnow. I do th- think rigging a minnow could be pretty darn good depending on the conditions. And who knows? Maybe they want leeches. They're weird creatures. Maybe they want a leech right now. Right. I would I'd want a leech. I would like don't. I would not be afraid to go search for bait either. Like look, <clears throat> go around your lake that you that you're going to be fishing mm-hmm. and go look for minnows somewhere yeah because uh well that that shiner spawn is going to be happening like now ish you know it could really be popping over the weekend yeah and there's walleyes going to be walleyes chase those things hard when they move into the shallow so don't be afraid to go drive around you know looking for marks and whatnot but if you find a pot of bait keep in mind that those fish are going to or those minnows are probably going to get eaten relatively soon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that on Woman Lake, though. They're not... I'm sure it's different during prime time, but they're, the fish are not in the bait, necessarily. They're usually near the bait, which makes sense, right? They right. can't hunt all day, every day. Right. And the minnows don't tolerate them being... It, like, eventually that breaks up that school of minnows, right? And the minnows will raise up higher in the water column. Sure. So it's not often... Not yeah, on Woman Lake right now, it's not often that I'm finding fish in the bait, but there's bait nearby. Right. There, there's always bait nearby the fish. Well, I, I'm sure if you found that school of bait at, you know, 8 o'clock oh, yeah, tonight, yeah. They, there'd be fish all over that. Right in them. Yep. Oh, baby, I love it. I'm going to do, do that tonight. Fine. I'm going to go crush them. Find the baits. Anything else for Memorial Day weekend? 
Um, be respectful. Yeah. It's going to be busy. You know, the landing, you know, be respectful on our especially. But, you know, I saw it again on opener this year. Be respectful at the landings. You know, people, they don't have an opportunity to fish as much as everybody else. Be respectful. Help them out where you can. Be a good mm-hmm. person. Don't be a jerk. Karma fish. Karma fish. You catch more fish if you're nice. Uh, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Jesus told me. <laughs> I think it's true. I'm sure guys have had just a definite great fishing plan, and then they're a jerk at the at the access. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, those walleyes got locked down. Peace out. So maybe it's something in your fishing technique. Maybe it's something in in you. Yeah, maybe it's you. Yeah. Maybe there's a jerk at both ends. Right. <laughs> ah! You get that joke? Bree like that joke. She had a little smirk. on that one. All right. Anything last you want to say to the folks? Uh, thanks to everyone who fished the one-stop tournament. That helped a bunch for our Take a Kit, fi- take a kit Fishing program. Mm-hmm. I pretty much paid for the rods. Nice. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're looking forward to getting that going again this fall. I wasn't able to do one in the spring. Last winter we didn't get a chance to do it, so we were able to stockpile a little bit of money for sure. this. Really a great deal. Um, it was very rewarding. Very. Uh, I want to thank you all who participated. Um, yeah, and so do the kids. Yeah, it'll be fun in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say it right now. When is the fall Leech Lake Wall, or not Leech Lake, but the fall one stop wall? Uh, it's going to be like, uh, it's going to be the second Saturday in October. Second Saturday in October. We should have a full field. Like, yeah, always. <clears throat> if nothing else, just get together and hang out with the, the rest of the Longville anglers and talk about how. Efficient's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We caught three muskies them. last year. You pick you pick good weekends. Yeah, I don't mess around. All right. But if you have any other questions that you want us to answer, please let us know. It helps a bunch. Yeah, we'd happily make it a weekly thing. Yeah, we want I we don't. want these questions. We don't tell you that we want them just because we're blowing smoke. Right. All right, good luck fishing folks. <laughs>